This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. We're excited to be here every Saturday, 1 o'clock, here on Talk Radio 1210. When they ask us a question about uh, mortgages, commercial, residential real estate, give us a call. My number is 267 266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. For the last 11 years, we've been here every week to keep you informed. And you can listen to this show and past shows at our website, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have our market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We have Mark's funny story. Yeah, I got a different one this week. All right. And we have our mortgage mom topic. Which is? Buying a home with a gift of equity. That sounds good. Sounds like somebody else's money. <laughs> Which is always a good thing, right? <laughs> Mark, we also have our questions. What is the first rule in real estate? That's a good one. Next question is, how do I start selling real estate? I can answer that one. Is owning a rental property worth it? Next question is, is it hard to be successful in real estate? That's going to be a good question. That's a vague one. Is it better to flip or to rent? (laughs) (laughs) I see you laughing. Mark, we also have more questions, but today um, I am very honored to have John Robinson from New York Life to be our guest today. And I know he is going to be a wealth of information for us. So I'm very excited for that topic. That's cool. All right, so we are up to, I'm sorry, our topic of the day are four big incentives for homeowners to sell now. Yes, we need some inventory. Major inventory. I told you like last week, I'm ready to go knock on the doors. I'm telling you, <laughs> you might have to do it. But Mark, first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, people who wonder if the glass is half empty or full missed the point. If the glass is refillable. Nice. You can always refill that glass. That's a good I'm one. Wearing, I like my it. glass is always more than half full. I don't worry about it too much. <laughs> Just keep on going. We're never thirsty, right? That's right. So where are we at? 
So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So, during the throes of this COVID-19, you know, everybody's been talking about the U.S. economy would be okay despite the dark period we were in. It seems like forever this thing's been going on. It's looming. And we, need, we need to be patient. We're, we're not in a housing bubble, which was our topic last week about why we're not in a bubble. And today we're enjoying one of the remarkable comebacks in the U.S. economy. And really, politically, nothing's really changed. So we're still taking advantage of what was happening. And the American economic model, you know, the 10-year yield should share an Oscar for best performance. I mean, things are good. The real exactly. estate market's booming. It's just we're the only show that talks about it. It's I watch all the business shows, and it's very rare I see any detail about real estate. Well, you know, and this past week on Good Morning America and one of those other shows, they were they were actually advocating people to sell their home. They were saying wow. that this is the best time to sell. You know how to get their home ready um, and to have a plan. So they're At starting to spread the word. Finally. It's taken a while, but you know, this whole housing market, it was plugging along nicely right before COVID and interestingly, more houses were sold in 2020 than 2019, which most people don't know. And, and so we would, and no, everybody that was predicting the crash was wrong. Demand did take a little pause. Everything took a little pause for a few weeks. Like my real estate school closed down for about a month because everybody had to figure out what to do. But then after that, things took off again. And because of all this, uh, if we have the demographics for the home buying, then we have stable replacement. The only factor in change is in this big way, if, if the mortgage rates go too high. Since 1996, it's been very rare to have home existing sales fall be below $4 million in a month. And we've been having a little problem because there's just no inventory. So... Anyway, when when you have the best housing de demographics going and these low rates, it's a great time to buy the problems, this inventory. And this, they just did a study of over 8,000 households dubbed housing-related financial distress during the pandemic. And here's the interesting thing. They found that only 7.7 .7 of renters missed, delayed, or made a reduced payment in March of 2021. Of and remember, the news was playing this up like everybody in the country was behind. Right. While 4.9% of the homeowners, 2.3 million, missed their mortgage payment once. 26 million student debt borrowers, uh, only they missed the payment. So the media, the doom and gloom, and all in all, 23.7 of the renters and 14% of homeowners missed at least one mortgage payment. That's not that bad. It's but not that bad. 8.6% 8, 8 of the renters and 6.8% of homeowners miss more than two payments. Now, if you listen to the news, like that one girl came on we talked about a week ago, 20% of the people are behind on the rent rather than 80% of the people are on time. But that's the media. If it bleeds, it leads. All right. Speaking on time. All right. Tell me about the rates. Let's stay on time and go I'm over trying. the rates real quick. You're 30... <laughs> <laughs> your 30-year conventional fix, 2.875. Your 15-year is at 2.625. Your FHA is 2.875. And I don't even want to get into the arms, but Mark, it is still a fabulous time to refinance. Yep. I tell everybody, if you're over three and a half, refi. Time to refi. 
So with that, you're listening to News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We will be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to your funny story. So what I got this week is not a story like usual. I got funniest quarantine jokes I could find. A couple of them are like screwy, but anyway. Why did chicken cross the road? Because the chicken behind it didn't know how to socially distance properly. Oh, no. Two grandmothers were bragging about their precious darlings. One of them says to the other, mine are so good at social distancing, they don't even call me. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was it to sing happy birthday while you're washing your hands? Now every time I go to the bathroom, my kids expect me to walk out with a cake. <laughs> my husband purchased a world map and gave me a dart and said, throw this and wherever it lands, that's where I'm taking you when the pandemic ends. Turns out we're spending two weeks behind a fridge. <laughs> Ran out of toilet paper, started using lettuce leaves. Today was just the tip of the iceberg. Tomorrow's <laughs> remains to be the same. <laughs> My mom always told me I wouldn't accomplish anything by laying in bed all day. But look at me. Ma, I saved the world. <laughs> After years of wanting to thoroughly clean my house but lacking the time, I discovered that wasn't the reason. <laughs> and the last one's from me. I bought, a, I, I bought a new desk chair with a lifetime guarantee right before the virus hit. They did not factor in the virus. And that was a lifetime. I needed a new chair already. <laughs> They were good, Mark. They were right. good. We still got to work on pandemic. I know, I know. We still got to work on I'd pandemic. I'd rather say China virus. It's easier. Nah, I don't <laughs> say that either. All right, so now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris, the Mortgage Mom. And her topic is buying with a gift of equity. This is so great because I currently have a buyer um, that is looking to buy a house, doesn't want to get into the the mess of you know putting in 20 offers and moving out of his rental. He's actually living in his brother-in-law's house. So him and his wife are living in her brother's house. And they decided that the brother would sell the house to them, which is great. It's gonna save them from having to go out and bid on houses and do all this. Um, but oh, the great yeah. thing about it is when you are purchasing a house from a relative, or a family member, you have an option to do what's called a gift of equity. Right. So when you buy a home from a family member, it's considered a non-arm's length transaction. And the concept arm's length is to ensure that both parties in the deal are acting in their own self-interest without the pressure from the other party. So what is a gift of equity? And the gift of equity comes into play when the family member, which is the seller, Right. gifts the equity in the property. So it's gifted to act at the, as the buyer's down payment. So depending on the amount, this may cover the entire down payment or serve as a contribution to the money a buyer already has saved, which he has available. So in this, in this particular case, we are selling the house for $360,000. Right. It's an FHA loan. So they're putting 3.5% down. So we're using 12900 as a gift of equity. So that money 
is not coming out of his pocket. I'm not letting my granddaughter, Evie, listen to the show this week. (laughs) Oh, we already (laughs) talked about it. We're up to 50% right now. But the gift of equity, like other gifts, are not taxable to the recipient. So the seller might have to file a gift return. So, And that's if the gift of equity that is given is over 30000 So if it's less than 30000 they don't have to file that return. If it's That's more good. than that, they're going to have to file the gift return, um, but they still might not have to pay a gift tax. Now, you can also do a gift of equity with the closing costs. So my buyer is also getting up to $7,000 of a seller concession. This is so all around win. It's a win. Now... This is crazy because I haven't done a gift of equity in a, in a while. Just because of the market, there's not a lot that's going on with that. They're able, they're purchasing in Philadelphia. Mark, wait to hear this. They're purchasing in Philadelphia. You know what the transfer tax is, right? Yes. 2.139% to both parties. Yep. It's because ridiculous. they are husband and wife coming from husband and wife they are completely taxed exempt. Right. They don't have to pay that. That's $14,000 the buyer and the seller are saving. I know. I mean, it's amazing. That's so, a lot of money. I was there a, in city council the night they passed the transfer tax. Were you really? In 1989. All right. Said, so oh, with this, <laughs> now you can't do a gift of equity on a VA loan, but you can do it on the v, on the FHA loan. You can also do it conventionally um, and gift up to twenty percent. So you know what that you know what that does. It gets rid of your PMI. Right. This is a great program. It is a great program, and again, you know they're not in a bidding war. They've been living in the house. It's up to them whether or not to get the home inspection. But they, again, they've been living there for four years. Is there any restrictions on what type of family? What, like, there, could it be a cousin? It can't be a cousin. It, it definitely is, you know, mother to son, grandmother, um, brother in law. Grandfather to granddaughter? Correct. Absolutely. She's definitely not listening to this. Yeah, show. I have her on speed dial, so I'm calling her after the show. <laughs> she owns half but of it, the business already. Right? So if anybody has any questions on the gift of equity, I'll go over the details. Just give me a call at 609-605-7153. And again, it's a gift of equity. It just sounds good, too. I love it. I wonder right, if, you've so been, we're, we're, if you've been a co-host for 11 years, if that counts. No? No, I didn't catch that. I don't know okay. what that what, what was. that? All right, never mind. <laughs> I'm going to talk to Evie. Don't worry about it. Whatever. All right. Well, all so right. Come we're, in, we're at the questions. What's we the are at question? the questions. All right. <laughs> what is the first rule in real estate? The first rule of real estate, it should be. Actually, the first rule of thumb states when you buy a rental property, the monthly rent should be equal or greater than 1% of the total purchase price of an investment. It's a general rule of thumb. That's like what's a business worth? A business is generally worth 30% of its gross or two to three years of its net on real estate taxes. It's just a rule of thumb. There should be more detail. There's a 2% rule and there's a 70% rule also for investors that you shouldn't pay more than 70% of what your return on investment should be. What's the next one? Well, I think the first rule should be to get pre-approved, but that's just me. 
All right, question number two is, how do I start selling real estate? You know, this is a very vague question. Now, people email these these questions to us, and uh, like, I don't know, do they want to be a real estate agent? Do they want to be an investor? Either one of them, first step, I think, is to get a real estate license. Because Absolutely. even if you're an investor, you want a license. You might as well know the law. And plus, you're going to get access to everything that real estate agents have. The Immutable Listing Service, LoopNet, CoStar, all the commercial sites, and all the, all the interaction and all the networking. So if you're going to start want to sell real estate, the first step to get started anywhere is to get a real estate license. And conveniently, I own a real estate I was school. just going to say, where can they go? They could go to Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, which is actually a real approved and is statewide. It's, so anywhere in Pennsylvania, you can take our courses live online. All right, so we can't right, do it in New one? Jersey yet, right? No, I don't think okay. I'm even bothering. Murph's okay. on the loose over there. All right, well, real quick, Mark, <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to Sammy. He was my taxi driver in on Thursday um, in Atlantic City when we took my mom out for her 80th birthday. Spoke with him today, and he is getting his real estate license and joining my team with Mortgage Mom. There you go. So I just want to give a shout out. He's going to be amazing. <laughs> All right. All right, next question. Is owning rental property worth it? No doubt. I mean, you know, if you're, some people get a little greedy, but it's, this is big picture stuff, long term. Like if, uh, like uh, one of our friends, Anna's just bought one and, you know, you got to do the math and she's paying King cash for one, but it's going to have great rental income. Uh, you know, some of them you're going to buy and you're not going to make that much money. Maybe you're only going to make a hundred bucks or 200 bucks a month. In Depends the on the area. Because of what you put in. But right. like eventually down the road, they're going to pay that mortgage off and you're making all that money every month. Right. So it is definitely worth owning rental property. All right. Very good. Question number four. Is it hard to be successful in real estate? See, these are like such vague questions. It, you know what? To me, I, I talk to the students all the time, the ones that are getting a license. It's not rocket science. There's like a million real estate agents in the country, you know. Prior, uh, after 2008, we were down to about 800,000 of them because they didn't, nobody taught them what to do up front. And it's just a matter of having it in your calendar every day and and being a business person and not being just, consistent. Yeah, being consistent and not just being a realtor, to be a business person. But I personally believe an agent gets into business, does what I tell them to do at our school and our coaching session, they can make a hundred grand a year and work thirty hours a week right. because they would stay in the eighty twenty. Right. So it's all um, according to who how you start out who trained you. What's next? And the other thing is too, I'm reading this book right now called Atomic Habits. And it's an amazing book, and it's talking about people that set goals. But it's not only, it's not the goals. You have to have the systems in place. Right. If you don't have the system in place, you want to lose 50 pounds, that's great. That's your goal. But what system do you have in place to do that? That's right. Uh, it, like it's staying, I live by the 80-20 rule. Right. And, and, and the 20% makes you all the money, and the 80% is all the busy work. Right. I remember right, next- arguing with you 10 years ago to hire an assistant. No, I don't want to. I want, everybody wants to deal with me. I was like, no, they don't. <laughs> You're done. No comment there, Mr. Katsaharis. You're done. <laughs> Next question. Is it better to flip 
or rent? I don't know. I was a flipper in the 2000s. I used to love flipping them. Uh, I don't know. It's according to who you are. Like, I know people that it's hard right now because they're hard to find. Right. But even in the hardest markets, there's always somebody. There's always somebody, some family, somebody die, whatever. And they, and there's this house. And nobody wants to deal with it. And it's just a matter of that networking. And you run into one. It's all, you know, flipping now. Now, if, It's hard. It's hard. If the Senate passes now. HR1, flipping is going to be very costly. Right. Because <laughs> they could be that... 40% capital gains tax would be a killer. And they want to get rid of the 1031 exchange, which is really a bad move. But I hope that, I think that's going to go down. I don't think that's going to pass. Well, what do you think? Is it better to invest in stocks or into real estate? Uh, definitely real estate. Because, you know, if you want to make quicker cash, stocks is the way to go. You should have a mixed portfolio, maybe mess with some stocks. I'm not like a real good stock guy. I, I would, I would need a lot. Like Phil and Larry, I would have to hang out with Phil and Larry for that, for right. a stock investment. But real estate, you can't lose. It, it's always going to appreciate. Like you can't lose with real estate. There's only a certain amount of it. 75% of the world's water. So, you know, it's a limited yeah, and, quantity. And Mark, our, our audience needs to understand we are not giving financial advice. This is strictly no, I do our not opinion. Give financial advice. We're not giving financial advice. I just want them to know that. Um, again, this is advice. just... Right. It's just I don't give roofing advice. Personal I don't give opinion. advice on anything I don't know about. <laughs> All right. Very good. So, Mark, we're going to be we're going to be heading into our guest segment, and yes. our guest today is John Robinson from New York Life. We're very excited to have him on. Looking forward to him being a part of our show and just bringing so much more value. Um, so he's going to have a great topic for us. All right. Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHG. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHG. All positive. All the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our guest segment. And today we have John Robinson from New York Life. And he's here to talk about mortgage protection. Very good. John, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Very glad to have you on the show. And I know you got a couple of good topics. that, I, And there's one topic that you mentioned prior to going on air. I am really interested in that second one about diversity with the taxes there. Yes. Well, anyway, you started. Yeah. So tell us about your first topic. Go ahead. You kick it off. All right. So um, my name is John Robinson. I'm an agent with New York Life, and I specialize in, in two things, really. And one of them, as you mentioned, is tax diversification. So, um, you know, the concept is everybody wants to save money and they want that money to grow. And, you know, there are various ways that we do that. Right. And when we grow that money, chances are we're growing it in a vehicle that's taxable. It's tax deferred. It's a it's IRA. It's, it's something like that. Tax mm -hmm. diversification, we talk about growing that money, having it grow, um, and then be withdrawable to you, generally tax-free. Yeah, that's the good kind of things. That's I like what we want. <laughs> tax-free is always good. Yeah. 
So tell us about the mortgage, the mortgage part. I want to, I'm really curious so about that. So protecting the mortgage, everybody wants to get a home, you get a home, you get a mortgage. And, you know, we don't always think about the, uh, the God forbids, right? The God forbid I'm no longer here. Is my family able to now afford this home? You know, can they avoid going into debt? So through mortgage protection, the goal is really, there's, there's two steps to it. It's, um, you know, setting up life insurance that's going to be, you know, there to cover the bulk of that mortgage. When you have a high mortgage payment, when you have a good amount of years left on your loan, and then there's having another form of insurance, something permanent for when, you know, you're close to paying it off. And now you just want to have something that's going to protect, you know, against anything else that's going to remain from that mortgage. Yeah. And, and I know like a large, pop, large portion of population they don't have like they don't do this kind of planning that they need to do with life. like what's the percentage of the country that has life insurance you know i am not sure about that number but i'll right. tell you that you know it's always tragic when you know someone passes and then you see a family have to now move from this house or you know it gets foreclosed and and those things happen you know even if we have insurance from work we don't always include you know, our mortgage, we don't plan that way around our mortgage. So it's very unfortunate. You know, and this, Mark, this comes into play too, because I told you recently, I had a client, he was 45 years old and had a sudden heart attack. And the wife, you know, she doesn't work. They have three kids and they're scrambling, you know, what to do right now. And there was, you know, there was nothing in place because they felt he was young. He was in decent health. Apparently he wasn't. You know, but now we have a situation where the family has to be uprooted. They have to sell the house and they have to figure out where they're going to live and how they're going to pay. I know. You know people. And don't John like could have prevented think, all that. That's right. People don't like to think about that. I had a friend that was, everybody knew him, used to hang at the Quartet Club in the Northeast, lawyer, you would think, had everything lined up. He died, no life insurance, no nothing. And the family was like in a mess. Yeah, it's really it's really a shame. And I think what happens is we're not really thinking about the mortgage, but we, you know, we have insurance on our phones, right? If our phone breaks, we can get a new one. We have insurance on our cars and and, and everything else, you know, but we don't think about our home and our life in that way. Yeah, we'll insure our dog, but we don't buy mortgage (laughs) insurance. Right. John, does it have to just be for the amount of the mortgage? Like if I want to take out, you know, let's say I have a $300,000 mortgage on my house. Can I take out a million on my husband? Oh, wait, I hope he's not hearing me. Can I take like a million out on my husband and pay the mortgage off and keep the rest? Absolutely. So um, can we talk? Yes, we (laughs) Does he need a physical? <laughs> we, we really take a, a, a holistic approach to planning and we definitely include the mortgage as one of the biggest parts of that plan. And then we can talk about, you know, the kids and their, and their future at college, something you might want to secure or any debts or liabilities that, that would be remaining there. So you have the ability to basically sit down with this young couple, let's say that, you know, they purchased a home from me or got a mortgage from me. You have the capability of actually sitting down with this couple, going through their budget, their planning, you know, and giving them a life plan, so to speak, correct? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Something where, you know, we can talk about the next five, 10 to 15 years and sort of map out a plan that, you know, will help them get to whatever their goal is. Plus, right. plus when you're young and you do oh, plans it's so like this, it's so much cheaper. Yeah. Because when you get older, they want to give you a physical and everything else. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when you're young and you take start, you can now that that's that's what's called whole life right when you do that when you can actually cash in at the end or something yeah so Not there, term there's life. really there's really yeah the two basic ones are term and whole life and just to explain it for a second when you think term think of renting right you, you pay your rent um you're not going to get any money back when you leave that apartment you know maybe your security deposit but the landlord is going to say hey you know we loved how you take care of our property for 10 years here's your money back and when you think whole life, think mortgage, think equity, think that the money that you're paying is going to now start to build up. And, you know, let's say, God forbid, you need to make a repair on the home. Well, here you go. There's some cash there that now you can take and replace that heating system or make a repair on the roof or even in a number of years use to now pay off that mortgage early on. All right. That's a I wish I would have known all of that when I was young because uh, I bought a term things and i didn't do whole life when i should have and you know whole life you can actually you got equity you know? yeah and the, the 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 good plan or the way to do it is to really layer them so you take out a term that's going to cover the large amount of the mortgage and we know it's going to go away in 10 or 20 years and you take out a whole life that's going to be a smaller part that'll remain when that term goes away so now you don't have to go and take you know, get a new health exam and try to get more insurance, you're still covered. Right. Anything else you want to bring up since it's uh, your first time on our show? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, uh, you know, I can be reached at uh, newyorklife.com slash agent slash the letter J Robinson. That's R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N-0-7. Um, you can find me on Facebook at, at John Robinson, N-Y-L-N-J. And, of course, I'm a phone call away at 862-902-9652. Yeah, I'll get our web guy to put you on our web page, too. Yeah, sure. and, Mark, John and I are looking forward to doing some home buying seminars, you know, with partnering up with the agent, home inspector, and... You know, doing we've been doing a lot of Zoom home buying seminars, and I think John's going to be a big asset to that as well. Because, I mean, again, there's just so many people that don't know that this is available to them. I mean, I get agents calling me asking me if I solicited them because apparently they buy a list, and they're they're asking me, you know, what's this insurance for? Do I need it? Do I need it? And they do need it, but they're going to have to go through John to get it. Right, and and. The thing that I worry about is it's just like the real estate market right now. Why we have such lack? Of, it's a lack of knowledge. Like you know, if if somebody like you would have talked to me when I was in my thirties, I would have, you know, what I'm paying for like a couple of websites every month. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it would have been that payment. It would have just right. came out of my account, and I would have been building equity all this all these years. Yeah. I was going to say, we spend more on dinner than we do. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's money that you don't even realize. 
I know. Well, not at my age now, but you know, it it shouldn't be that much at twenty seven, right, John? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. Get, one more time. Give to- out your uh, phone number one give last time, one so time. everybody gets get a call. Sure, sure. Uh, I can be reached on my cell phone at eight six two nine zero two nine six five two. All right. Very good. All right. Thanks a lot, John. We look forward to having you on the show again. You know what? I have to have him come and talk to uh, students too. There you go. All right. Very good. And coming up next, coming up next is going to be our topic of the day. And it's four big incentives for homeowners to sell now. now. All right. With that, thanks, John. With that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive. All the time. So that was a great segment with John Robinson from New York Life, wasn't it, Dan? It was great. It was very informative. Very good. So where are we at? So right now, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day. Which and is? it's four big incentives for homeowners to sell now. Now you gotta give me credit because I am trying every I know you are. to convince and, these sellers, man. And I appreciate it. Is it. Time to sell. But I the just wanna you- I just wanna ask you real quick, speaking of incentives. Um, there is a listing for an open house that's going on with Mike McCann right now, your real estate man, a $25,000 bonus, bonus to sell his house. I can't understand. Why would you put a bonus on a house in this market? Because it's $4.9 million. Yeah, well, there's, there's still, it's going to go. Yep. <laughs> all right. I, I interrupted your segment. That's all right. That's that. all right. But anyway, the housing market's sailing along. The only headwind that could take it off course is what's happening in the Senate and the Congress, this H.R. 1 bill, which I hope doesn't pass. But other than that, reports were that there was a 410,000 fewer homes sold in March, this March, than March of 2020, just due to some lack of inventory. But in overall, there was more houses sold year over year. So recently, they uh, they released a survey that identified the concerns. What are the four big things that homeowners, the reasons they don't sell? Homeowners don't know if they'll be able to secure their next home before true. selling. Absolutely true. That's one of the biggest fears out there. In sure. negotiations, leverage is power. That one side may have to influence the other side while moving closer to the middle, what we call splitting the baby. A party leverage is based on the ability to award benefits or eliminate costs on the other side. So, like, if you're selling your house, I think I mentioned it in one part of last week's show, that, you know, maybe, you know, settlement's not, we're in May, settlement's not till September. And that, that eliminates a certain amount of buyers, but you're still going to have one sure. that'll wait if they want that house. And then securing the mortgage and everything else. That's one leverage. Number two, homeowners don't know if their current home will sell for the asking price or the top of the market. And they don't know that because the media doesn't talk about it enough. This is the perfect time in history to maximize profits while selling your house. And especially 
with what the government's thinking about doing it, it you should really do it now. You don't want to pay 40% capital gains tax, and that's what they're talking about. National Association released a study showing that bidding wars are at an all-time high. The study reveals when comparing the first quarter of last year to the first quarter of this year, the number of offers on homes for sale doubled the average two to four to four to eight, and we're hearing about eight to 10 to 15. I had somebody talk to me this week. They went to an open house. You had to make a reservation. Oh, it's ridiculous. And there was a line around the block. Ridiculous. And also, they're they're saying that the houses are selling 30% faster than they did last year. Yeah, they're not lasting. Number three, homeowners don't know if they'll get an offer without their home requiring updates. Right now, I'm telling you, put a house on the market in a decent area and it needs some fixing up, it's yeah. going to sell. It's because going to sell. Because they're, they're, they're going to figure, you know what? I get this house. I'm in an area that's appreciating at 10 to 15% a year. I'll do the repairs, and we get the house. Yep. So that's one less worry on the table about doing, you know, you don't have to worry about every little nook and cranny. Like if I sold the, the convent, I could, I'd probably sell it pretty easy, <laughs> even with some of the crazy stuff they did. Even with the studio. And the last one, homeowners don't know if they can have a quick closing process when speed's important. There are two points. Time it takes to find the buyer for the home and time it takes to do to close the transaction. You can settle quickly. My son just closed the loan in 12 days. 12 days. There 12 you go. 12 days. So there were four of the big fears of why people are not selling. And there, I'm telling you, it is the best time ever to sell. So really take a look at your mortgage, see what you're paying. If you don't sell, at least refi. Get out of that 5 or 6% thing and get down to 2 6 But we need listings. If you put a house on the market and from Poconos to the shore and it's priced right and shows right, I guarantee you three, four showings tomorrow. Yep, without a doubt. Well, that was a great topic, Mark. And thank you for the quick. support. Thank you I for am the trying. support. All right. Coming up next is our business segment with Asking Dr. A. All right. So, Doctor, today you're going to talk about how the emotions affect like buyers and their nerves and their everything else when they're getting in this system. So you got two buyers, they're going out buying and and whatever. They're high S's, high C's, they have problems make decisions. How do they deal with this this seller's market? Well, it's, it's real interesting regarding the stress people are feeling right now because the stress might come from the, the, the price itself. The, the stress might come from that one loves the house and the other one doesn't love it enough to be paying above market price, which is what almost everything is going for right now. You know, so there's, there's going to be this disagreement as far as stress is concerned. Now, the D is going to be dealing with it by hollering it at people and by losing the temper. The I is going to be doing that by trying to make everybody feel good that, yes, we can do this, we can handle this. The S is going to be just silent, and the D, the uh, the C is going to ask for more data and more information as a stall because they really don't want to make the purchase or they're afraid of making a mistake or maybe paying too much. So what needs to happen is the two parties, if there are two parties, which in most cases there are, have to have an agreement regarding certain things before they actually get to making a final decision. In other words, what are the priorities? Is it that we love the house? Is it we can only spend above X amount of dollars and we just have to cap it at this? 
Is it that we're more interested in the school system or what are your priorities as far as the house? You don't want to wait until you're getting at the negotiation table to think about these things because if you wait a couple hours, the house might be gone because that's how quick the market is right now. That's right. So this you discussion need to again ahead of time. Yeah, this discussion should has, happen before we even go out looking how we're going to handle it. That's right. And if you're a good, if, if the agent is a good agent, the agent is going to promote and facilitate this conversation. So, so by the time they get to the house that they really like, all right, they know that they can do this, or they know no, it doesn't meet one of our criteria. Well, right. let's bend on one of the criteria. Well, they both have to decide to bend on it right away. You don't have a chance to sleep on it anymore because if you sleep on it right now with this current market, it's gone. It's gone. That's right. So uh, that's called a buyer needs analysis. And I always start out with every buyer. I ask them one question. What's the most important thing you want to talk about? And then they tell me and I figure everything out. So then when we go out looking, it takes a little bit of the stress out of the whole thing. But I think you cleared it up that's pretty right. good. All right. So wrap it up there, doctor. Tell everybody how to get a hold of Dr. Abelson. It's real easy. It's Abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N, at A-B-E-L-S-O-N dot net, or just go to www.abelson.net. All right. Very good, doctor. Thank you. All right. Thank you, thank Dr. You, Dr. A. All right. All right. If you have any questions, you can email them to 8029 at comcast.net or give Mark a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at deannekitsaris at comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special guest to our guest today, John Robinson from New York Life. He did a great segment. And to all of our listeners and our sponsors, keeping us on the air for the last 11 years here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We hope you're tuning in every week. You listen to this show and the other shows at our website. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. All positive. All, positive all, all the, the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.